0: I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio like only does period pieces. I was thinking about it, and I think I could think of him uh, in um, what is? Oh my gosh, a taco and a taco and a taco.
1: Oh, it's so <laughs> <shocking. Yeah>. oh <laughs> thank you. <laughs> i like, um, I don't remember that. <laughs>
2: Hi everybody, and welcome to episode 194 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, and I'm joined by Jill. Jill, how's it going?
3: Good, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. It's cold again, but that's okay. It's always how things work. Uh, This episode was all you, so I'm going to let you tell everyone what happened.
3: So, I got together with some of our uh, staff librarians here at Overdrive, and we discussed... Those books um, that are becoming movies or TV shows in 2018. Some of them might be 2019, but you know. Um, so yeah, we just offer up some book selections. There's some movie talk. It's a good time.
2: I want to point out? I haven't listened to it yet, but it's not. It's not just Ready Player One.
3: Are we, you know, it, there. Yeah, we. It. It took us um, until halfway before somebody was like, "We should probably mention Ready Player One." Um, so we do mention it, of course. But no, it is not all Ready Player One.
2: And you were the one who sent me the article about Ernest Klein writing a sequel to the book, right?
3: Correct. So, Ernie, if you're listening, yeah, just, I want to come on.
2: Yeah, and Ernie, if you're wondering, wow, is this the first time they've said my name? It's not. Go back to all of our episodes ever. <laughs> is yeah. he calling? Is he calling it "Ready Player Two? I have no idea. God, it would be such it a. It would impressive. be so good. Just like I have Luigi on the cover of the book. That's always my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, playing, a, like, video, because, you know, you'd play, like, the Mario games by yourself so often, then when someone else would come over, I'd be like, I want to be player two, and they'd be like, really? I'm like, yeah, I never get to be Luigi, so, get Luigi up in there. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Unless it was Mario 2, and then you could play them, you could play all the characters. I, we'll do a second podcast about Mario. Uh, If people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that?
3: They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds, and they can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com.
2: Yes, they can. And two things about reaching out to us. One, I tweeted this morning when we were recording this, which is Wednesday, but uh, Jill and I will be doing a live event at Cuyahoga County Public Library. If you are a Cleveland listener, it's the Parma Snow Branch. It's the big one with their auditorium. We're going to be uh, interviewing Marika Niekamp again, um, live, which is exciting, obviously, in person. It'd be weird if we like, were interviewing her on the phone at the library. That would be a little weird. Um, but one, if you are a Cleveland listener and you want to come, it is free, but you have to register ahead of time. So just go to Cuyahoga's uh, Cuyahoga Library's events page, and you can register there for free. Um, and also, whether you're coming or not, if you would like to ask her a question, just either tweet us or email us. We'll ask some of our favorites. And then you'll hear that on the recording, because that'll be in an upcoming episode. And the other thing, as we've been mentioning several times, if you want to win a Kobo or a one from us, just tag us in on Twitter or Instagram, pictures of cats or dogs, um, and we'll pick a winner for our 200th episode for a cat person and a dog person.
3: You have a week left.
2: Yeah, I know. One week. It's getting close.
3: Second February 2nd's the deadline yes. for those photos, so. Yes, it is. Yeah, just over a week.
2: Right. Again, you can still send them to us after that. You yes. You won't we'll- have a chance to win a device from us that uh anything else people should know about i don't think so okay i'm excited to listen i hope you guys are excited to listen as well so enjoy jill and friends talking about page-to-screen books on the professional book nerds podcast
3: Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. This is Jill, and I have with me uh, three of my fabulous librarian friends. I'm going to have you all go around the room and kind of introduce yourself so people can hear your voice um, and your name, so they can keep track during the episode. So, Rachel, do you want to start? Hey everybody, this is Rachel. Hey everyone, this is Emma. Hi,
0: this is Kristen.
3: And today, we are going to be talking all about the books you should read before they become movies and TV shows in 2018. It's a good year for it too. A lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have
0: one that they're really excited about? I'm really excited about Dumplin'. Uh, It's the book by Julie Murphy. I'm pretty sure that a lot of us have this on our list. Um, So it's a young adult novel and it's about this girl from Texas. She's in high school Um, And she like has a lot of self-confidence and then she meets this guy that she works with at a fast food joint and they kind of start dating and suddenly some of that self-confidence starts going away. So she starts questioning herself and decides that she is going to join in a beauty pageant Um, and her mom's a former beauty queen and it's just about – Her finding this group of really amazing other women or girls um, who kind of come along on this journey. It's really funny. The character is delightful. I'm so excited for this book. I think it's going to be a great movie. And uh, Jennifer Aniston is playing um, Dumplin. That's the girl's uh, nickname. She's playing her mother. So that'll be really fun.
4: Yeah, I loved that book so much when I read it. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great movie. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because I guess it's like there's a part two uh, with another one of the characters in it. And it's called Puddin' and it's coming out in May and I have an advanced reader copy of it. And I'm so excited to pick it up. It looks so good.
3: That's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ought to be a feel-good movie. So, yeah, read the book right now. <laughs>
3: anyone
4: Anyone else? Rachel? Um, I'm really excited for Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is, um, I think it's um, premiering in May, and that was a book that came out a few years ago, and I loved it the second I started reading it. It's by uh, Maria Semple, who's a comedy writer. She wrote for some shows like uh, Arrested Development and some other comedy shows, and I like to say she's the neurotic woman's patroness, just the way she captures (laughs) everything that's going on in my mind sometimes. And Cate Blanchett is playing Bernadette, which isn't who I had casted in my mind when I first heard the movie was coming out, but I thought it was an interesting cast, so I'm really excited to see how it turns out i have some really high expectations for this one because it could be a fabulous movie so that's what i'll see probably the the day it comes out
1: i think that's an interesting choice for bernadette yeah since i know she's so good in Mm -hmm. other things i have high hopes even though i probably wouldn't have picked her either yeah
4: and i heard that kristen wig is in the movie and i've initially thought she was Bernadette so that's what I was picturing in my head and I'm not even sure who she's playing
0: oh gosh I looked that up because that was on my list oh Audrey I think she's like the next door neighbor Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah that sounds right
3: yeah I actually just looked up
1: the rest of the cast it's got some really funny people Judy Mm -hmm. Greer Billy Crudup Troy and Belisario. Pretty Little Liar's fame. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a good group of people.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm actually going to go on a slight tangent, but it's related to Where'd You Go, Bernadette. <laughs> that was actually the first book I read that really got me into ebooks. Mm. Um, so it does hold a special place in my heart um, for digital, and I am excited to see the film.
0: Yeah. I listened to that one and I loved it. Yeah, it was was just, good. yeah the narrator on that was awesome.
3: I haven't read it yet, but I need a new audiobook.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, get that's that one. Great. And it's a few years old, so it should be available.
4: Yeah, another one that I'm really excited about is the adaptation of We Have Always Lived in the Castle, the Shirley Jackson story. on my story. list. Yeah, and that one I don't think has a release date, but I'm hoping it comes out in the fall around Halloween because that's one of my favorite spooky stories. And and when I found out that Crispin Glover was in it, I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. He's so creepy. Yeah, he's so that. creepy. <laughs> and the story is so creepy that it, it seems like it's going to be great.
0: Aren't they also doing um, Haunting of Hill House? Isn't that another one that's... Yeah, I
4: heard that, but I haven't seen any, like, casting information
0: or release dates. I haven't so. either. And they did that, like, what, a decade ago or mm-hmm. so. I think that's one that gets... Yeah, like every 10 years or so, somebody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, we should
3: make a movie out of this. <laughs> oh, wait. Didn't we already do that? did we already do that? Um, I'm really looking forward to The Bell Jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is directing, which is... Okay. Movie. Yeah. Has she directed before? I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Um, but Dakota Fanning is playing Esther, which... I can buy that. Mm-hmm, I think that's a good mm-hmm. fit. I think that's a good yeah. fit. So I'm, I'm interested. I love The Bell
0: Jar, uh, so I'm going to be interested to see what Kirsten does with it. That's one that's I, – I saw that on the list, and I was like, that could be really mm-hmm. good, or, you know, you just have to be careful because that's mm-hmm. such a cerebral book. It is. And a lot of times – I. I it's hard to uh, to get that into a movie. So. Yeah. It's hard to translate that
3: because mm-hmm. yeah. it's
0: so much in her head. Yep.
3: Yeah. We'll see.
1: I do want to talk about one uh, upcoming TV adaptation, and I feel bad for all of the regular listeners because I always talk about this book series on every single episode that I'm on. Um, yeah, that's great. I'm really excited for the Strike series. Uh, That's the adaptation of the Cormoran Strike books uh, by Robert Galbraith. So it came out in a couple of parts on the BBC in the UK last year, and it makes its U.S. debut this summer, uh, hopefully. And I'm just really, really excited to see The Cuckoo's Calling and The Silkworm um, on the screen. So I've heard really good things. The reviews from the UK were really good. Um, that the adaptation was really true to the books. So I'm really excited to see that.
3: Was um, was Robert involved in any way?
1: Yes, I think so, which is probably <laughs> why there's still no fourth book. Oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. Because um, I believe she was involved in the screenplay. I yeah. uh, and... remember
4: what happened last time she started getting involved in screenplays. We had to read almost four years. A new
1: yeah, we're getting close to that. But um, I know that the BBC is waiting for her to hustle things along because they're ready to film sure. Career of Evil and they haven't moved forward yet. So huh. I think she's got a lot of things on her plate um, considering it's JK Rowling. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Uh, but hopefully she'll hunker down. We'll get a new Cormorant Strike book this year as long as, or as goodness, I can't speak. Alongside the TV show, so that would be my hope for 2018. Yeah, just hope it doesn't turn into like a Game of Thrones type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I certainly hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, the just show saying. can just get ahead of the books. That's yeah. Let's Ooh. give the fans something. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I think it comes out in June. Although I've heard it uh, will be on, I've heard it, it's going to be on a few different networks. So I'm interested to see where it actually yeah, lands. It's coming from, will be interesting.
3: Uh, one TV show I'm looking forward to is Sharp Objects, the Gillian Flynn novel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on HBO starting in the summer. I, It's like an eight series thing, so I don't know if it's an actual TV show or just like a mini series, mm-hmm. but I really liked that book when I read it um, a couple years ago, and I like Amy Adams and pretty much everything.
1: That'll yeah. be interesting as a
3: mm-hmm.
1: mini, or I mean as several episodes. Yeah. I think that would be good. Amy Adams is great. Yeah. She does good work. Brings the drama. She She
0: (laughs) (laughs) does. All right. I'm going to talk about another YA book that's turning into a movie, Uh, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. (gasps) Mm -hmm. It won a Goodreads Award for, I think it was the best debut author of 2017. This was just, this was one of my favorite books of last year. Um, and Amanda Stenberg is playing Star, the main character. She was uh, Rue in uh, Hunger Games, oh. which was another YA adaption. Um, and Common is playing Uncle Carlos, uh, Star's uncle. Uh, and I think Common's awesome. And I I just think that this is – it was a really important book of last year. I think it's a really important subject about um, this young girl who witnesses one of her friends uh, getting shot by a police officer and then, you know, what follows from there and whether or not she's going to go forward and press charges or, uh, or, you know – Te- give testimony against the police and kind of the response of the community. Um, it was just, it was so good. It was very well done, and I'm really excited to see it as a movie and see how they do it. I just read, <clears throat> I just read that book for the first time a couple weeks ago. I don't know how it took me
3: so long, but I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm like, I don't know how it took me so long. It was really, really well done, and and I had posted a picture on Instagram. Um, and one of my cousins who's in high school made a comment about how she had been wanting to read it. So I just bought her a copy and mailed it to her. Like, Here. <laughs> <laughs> I can read it. Nothing to stop you from she, reading it. Uh, she's coming to Cleveland, too. Who is your... Angie. No. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, cousin. Is your cousin? Cousin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lives here. No, no, no. Angie Thomas is coming to Cleveland next Ooh. month. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: that's that's awesome. yeah, that was one book that I started listening to the audiobook. So I listened to the audiobook mostly because it was narrated by one of my favorite narrators, Bonnie <gasps> yes. um, Turpin. And that was every once in a while I'll listen to an audio book and then immediately read the book afterwards so I can experience it again in a different format. And that was one. yeah, I listened to the audio and then immediately read it. Yeah.
3: That's when I definitely want to go read the book because I mm-hmm. did the audio too for the same reason because I love Bonnie. Um, But the language and yeah. the dialects, it's one thing to hear, but I think reading it would be a Another experience way of yeah, getting the book.
4: Yeah, there were actually two books when I was kind of researching to prepare for this podcast that I haven't read yet, but I'm going to read now after reading about the movies is um the first Man with the Life of Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah. I love books about space, just in general. If it's got astronauts in it, I'll read it. If it's a movie with astronauts, I'll read it. Or watch it, excuse me. And um, Ryan Gosling is playing Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, I pretty much watch him in anything. So, Ryan Gosling in Space so is a dream movie. <laughs> and another memoir that's being made into a movie in September is um, Boy Erased. And that's about a gay man who is sent to one of those conversion programs by his. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by his family and his church. And Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe are starring in that one. So I think that um, has the potential to be a really powerful movie mm-hmm. that I'm excited to see.
1: Yeah, I want to read that book.
3: Mm-hmm. Me
1: too. On that note, um, similar, there is a movie coming out that I have not read the book for, but I do want to read um, now that I've seen a little bit more about it. And that's Crazy Rich Asians. I'm I was like just looking at my... it up for the same reason. Um, by Kevin Kwan. So um, I only know about the plot given, you know, the descriptions and things Mm -hmm. that I've read. Um, But it sounds really good in that it follows a girl named Rachel, um, who's an American-born Chinese professor. Um, And she travels to her boyfriend's hometown in Singapore for his friend's wedding. And then discovers that his family is super, super rich and he's a really eligible bachelor. Um, And sort of all that ensues um, in a very untraditional way of meeting the family. And I'm really excited uh, to see this film and then also read this book. Um, But I really love Constance Wu, who plays the main character, Rachel. And I am excited to see a film that portrays uh, contemporary Asia and contemporary Asian characters Mm -hmm. um, that aren't just sort of in a period piece or, you know, in a stereotypical sense. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's a series, too, the book. Yes. Yeah. So potential for more, more. films. <laughs> I hope so. I love Constance Wu. What else has
0: she been in? She's in Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Just
1: as a side note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would feel remiss if we didn't... Talk about Ready Player One. I know. I was trying, mm-hmm. trying to I, avoid I, that I, one. Yeah, between <laughs> no.
4: that and A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Those are too, the but ones that like, them. "Oh yeah.
0: man." They didn't talk about those. Um, I just I Ready Player 1 was one of those books that I know all of us as librarians whenever mm-hmm. any one of our friends is like I don't really like reading or you know I can't find anything that to catch my interest it's just like you have a stack of Ready Player 1 being like here you go try this because it's just it's so readable um and I think everyone in our office read that book um and it just reading it you're like I can see this being a movie mm-hmm. so I'm excited and apprehensive to see it. Yeah,
4: I'm the same. But they've been talking about this movie forever. I'm talking like five years, probably now coming up on that. So that makes me think that they put a lot of time and you know, really. I'm excited to see all the special effects and things like that. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about that one.
3: I think the trailers make me feel a little bit better. Like Mm -hmm. the first trailer was not. I was all like, mm, I don't know. But the one they put out most recently seemed to capture it a little bit more and I think went I in a little... Because the first one was just a teaser trailer where they just sort of throw all this stuff at you without much context. But then the second one where they kind of went a little bit more in-depth, I'm, I'm a little more cautiously optimistic. But still, mm-hmm. I'm just... I don't know. There's just... Because when you really love a book that much, you kind of want it... Like, even though I know... They're not going to do everything, and it's not going to be perfect.
2: You still yeah. kind
3: of wanted to be. That's how we feel about the Goldfinch movie, and I'm not sure if that's going to be
4: end of 2018 or early 2019, but there's been a lot of casting announcements lately, and I was really hoping that they would do, like, an HBO miniseries with that book because it mm-hmm. could be a nine-hour long miniseries. Oh, sure. There's so much in that book, so... I'm not quite sure how they're going to get in, like, under three hours. That makes me really (laughs) nervous. But they just announced that um, Finn Wolfhard, the guy from Stranger Things, is going to be playing a young Boris. I know. And Boris is, like, my favorite character ever in any book. I say that without hyperbole. He really (laughs) is. So I think that'll be interesting, I think... We'll really find out whether or not he, he can act because he's going have to have a Russian accent yeah, yeah. and really a pretty gritty character. So it's going to be a big departure from what we've seen him in previously. And the rest of the casting has been good so far. Sarah Paulson's playing Sandra, which is really exciting. And um, Jeffrey Wright is playing Hobie. And he's Bernard from Westworld and um, Beatty in The Hunger Games. So I think he was a great choice. For one of my other favorite characters, Hobie, but that, like Ansel Egor, is that how you say his name? Uh, yeah. Ansel? I think Egg- so. Egor? He's playing Theo, which. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Like, this is what I'm, every time I read something about it, I get more and more nervous because that's one of my favorite books of the past decade and I've read it so many times. And it's a 750 page book, so for me to read it several times, I. I must really love it. So that's
1: dedication. Oh, and I listen to the <laughs> audiobook too. And
4: the audiobook's like forty hours, so I'm very invested in this. and mm-hmm. The more I read about it, the more nervous I get. But it uh, could potentially be beautiful because it's such a powerful story. It so much detail and so much depth. Really interested to see how yeah.
0: it plays out. I feel like that's one of those books that you either mm-hmm. love or you hate. Like, people are yeah. like, I read five, you know, 500 pages and was like, no, mm-hmm. this is awful. And then people like you who it's like, I am yeah. devoted to this. I did like it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't
4: read <laughs> <love> the secret <laughs> history. So that's I, yeah, I love that one. So I didn't read yeah. it right when it came out because I was like, oh, I don't really yeah. like secret history. And then when I finally read I read it in the night. Did
3: you but, really? Yeah. What? That yeah, took me it, like a month. I like forced myself to. get I started
4: that. reading into it at, like wow. five o'clock on a Friday after work and stayed up wow. till the three in the morning finishing it. I like made a pot of wow. coffee at ten o'clock because nice. I was like, I have
0: to read. Right, this book. right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it was, through it.
4: Like, great experience. Oh. I wish I could do that again.
3: I like
0: so, when books like that I come know. along. I know. Yeah.
3: So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, my next one is. It's kind of a cheat, but not really. So, um, but on the subject of things you're, like, you're really devoted to. The TV show Castle Rock uh, on Hulu, it's not a direct adaptation of a Stephen King novel, but it's more sort of based on all these stories that take place in the city Mm -hmm. of Castle Rock, which is one of his Mm -hmm. recurring towns. Um, But it, like, there's tons of books that either take place in Castle Rock or mention Castle Rock and they're just like kind of pulling them all together so I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this works essentially but yeah,
4: yeah I know. was intrigued by that one but hate to be negative but I was not very happy with the last Stephen King adaptation Hulu did
3: uh, no.
4: 2263
0: oh,
4: no. <laughs> I hate to say it was not very good and, and I loved not. that book
0: yeah so what Who's doing uh, Castle Rock? Um, Do you
3: know?
0: It's JJ Abrams.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What Hulu. network?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wow. A lot that
1: is Stephen King. Oh, yes.
3: Man. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys have seen it, and I'm going to try to accurately describe it over the podcast. But I have this poster in my cube that it's all the interconnectedness of Stephen King. And um, he has, I think, there's like four or five fictional towns that he. Mm-hmm uses over and over again and Mm -hmm. everything exists in the same universe essentially like all of his books exist in the same universe and so there's stuff even if it doesn't take place in castle rock somebody just makes some comment about oh so-and-so from castle rock it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's Hmm. it's a big
0: world yeah that's cool
1: stephen king's very hot very very hot hot right now
0: he's
1: so hot hot. (laughs) he's Maybe ever been out of fashion, but I feel like we're seeing a lot more of his works uh, adapted to different things.
0: And I wonder if part of that is because, I mean, with TV, you're seeing a lot of networks that are able to do edgier content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they put it on late night or if, you know, it's a lot of these, you pay for the networks so that they're able to mm-hmm. do that. But
3: I, know. I would agree. I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Things like, yeah. I mean, Netflix did Gerald's game right, Hulu. and Hulu did 11, 63. So, so I think mm-hmm. especially, I mean, that's a good point though about the goldfinch, like these longer books, like why wouldn't you, I don't know. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and then there are shorter books like Big Little Lies. So it was one? Like a fifty yeah. page book, and they stretched like. it out. Well, I was glad they did because I loved that miniseries. But I think they made it like seven or eight episodes. So when I found out they were doing that, I was like, they're going
1: to. Season two. Finish. Yeah,
4: and they're coming
0: out with the season two. Mm-hmm.
4: So,
3: Somebody yeah, was asking about that. Yeah. I'm excited about it,
0: though. Well, they're to yeah. that The
3: Handmaid's Tale, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, same thing yeah. with
0: Handmaids, where you're like, oh. That one I'm really excited for because it's kind of like that's the end of Handmaid's Tale. You kind of wonder, you know, what happens to her, what happens to this society? Because obviously there's like the end notes or whatever Mm. where it's being studied in, you know, a history class. So you're kind of like, well, what What happened? You to spoil it, Kristen. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It starts off that way, too. So
3: No, I was reading something (laughs) where uh, season two, they're going to... um, Move outside of the town and look at, um, like, what happens to the mm-hmm. people they send away, or my brain is not working. Um, the work camps or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, what do they call them? The colonies. Thank you. The like, colonies. That's like the yes. big
4: fear is that they're the going colonies. to get sent to the like yeah. colonies. So, so yeah.
3: they're kind of expanding the world a little bit and going yeah, out exciting. to see it. I'm excited for that. So I'm excited, like, yeah.
0: Hopefully. Mm-hmm.
1: Is there any other? Page to screen adaptations coming up. I do want to talk about one that um, I'm the movie looks good. I'm intrigued by the books, um, but since it's a trilogy, I'm not sure if I want to commit to it yet or not. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about The Red Sparrow uh-huh. um, by Jason Matthews. Um, so the third book of that trilogy actually comes out next month, a few weeks before the release of the. Uh, first film that stars Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Edgerton, um, and I believe it follows a Russian spy, um, which is, I mean, topical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but it looks it looks really good. It looks interesting, and I think this might be an instance where I see the movie and then decide if I want to read the book, um, mm-hmm. because I don't generally read a ton of spy mm-hmm. novels. Yeah. So I would be interested to see if I'm intrigued enough to commit to reading the trilogy. Yeah. I have
4: one like that, too, that's um, coming out in 2018. There's no release date yet, but it's um, The Sisters Brothers, which was a novel by Patrick DeWitt. And it's like oh, a okay. Western set in like the 1850s. And it supposedly is really like kind of a dark comedy. And people have described it as like Quentin Tarantino-esque. And it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Riz Ahmed, hmm. so it's good casting so far, and I think John C. Riley's in it, so those are all people that I love, and I'm just trying to picture them in like a, kind of, it's kind of like a buddy cop western, which does not sound like something I would normally read, but if I really like the movie, I might go back and get out of my yeah. comfort zone a little bit, and I think that was actually on the book riot challenge for the year, is to read a western, so yeah, I might
1: that Challenge. challenge,
0: yeah. Accept the challenge. I like it. All right. So I have one other book that I'm pretty sure it's being made into movie, but I haven't, I haven't like seen anything about it other than. Uh, well, it's Devil in the White City with mm-hmm. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is mm-hmm. playing H. H. Holmes, um, and that's a book that I haven't read that feels shocking because it's just one of those huge books that whenever people put together, you know, a narrative nonfiction list, that's always at the top of it. And a lot of people loved this book about the World's Fair in Chicago in, uh, I don't know, what that was like early mm-hmm. 1900s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's about, uh, you know, the creation of what was the White City getting ready for the World's Fair. And then also H.H. H. Holmes, who was this serial killer who built a hotel basically so he could murder people yeah he did, and... <laughs> he did.
4: So creepy. you're a little too I, excited i about love that
2: book
0: yeah oh, i love it yeah. too yeah
4: <laughs> i listen that's a good audiobook i i always recommend that as an audiobook to people that like okay film. it's it's,
1: it's long i wouldn't have thought yeah, that it's is. pretty long yeah.
4: so it's you gotta invest a little bit but it was good i like mm-hmm. the narrator. A lot yeah.
0: to know. Him. And I was just like, man, I can definitely see Leonardo oh, yeah. DiCaprio in this role. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. That, yeah, that one's been in development for years, but I'm yeah. yeah. hoping they're getting closer. Yeah. But yeah, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm down for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a mm-hmm. good combo. So, can I ask a question? Do you guys read the book before you see the movie most of the time, or do you do both? Like, you, I mean, I've said a couple of movies that are upcoming, how will, I hope, intrigue me to read the books. But then there are certain books that I feel like I need to read before I see the movie. Do you guys have any strong feelings either way? Just curious. I've
3: found that if I watch the movie first, I won't read the book, no matter what my intentions are. Because I already okay. kind of know the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Unless mm-hmm.
4: it's a really, really, really good movie, I usually don't go back and read the book. But sometimes, if it's Really great. I'll want to know more about the characters and more about the universe, so I'll go back and read it. And honestly, it's really hit or miss for me. Sometimes, what I'm more apt to do is if it's a book I've read but haven't read in a long time, sometimes I'll reread it before the book came or before the movie comes out. Like, I'm probably going to do that with Ready Player One because I read that book years ago when it came out. And same with The Wrinkle in Time. I haven't read that since I was, you know, 12. So I honestly really don't remember anything that happens, but that movie looks
0: beautiful. So I'll probably go see that. I've done it both Mm -hmm. ways, but usually I prefer to have read the book before just because if I walk out of the theater and then pick up the book, the only thing in my head are the actors' Mm -hmm. faces Mm -hmm. and, you know, what happened there. Um, one that I did do that with was House on Haunted Hill, actually. So I'd seen that movie, you know, years ago. And then I finally read the book last year. But the book is a little bit different from the movie. So it was interesting to see those, uh, different, the different takes on it.
3: Yeah, I saw a preview for Annihilation a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago. Um, and I haven't read the book, but watching the trailer, because I didn't know what it's about, but watching the trailer, I'm like, oh that's what that's about. I totally want to read that. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's <laughs> when I should read first. Cause I, I worry if I watch the movie first, I won't read the book. Won't go
0: yeah. Back. yeah.
1: I feel like I usually read the book first. But since this year, I'm just like, eh, I'll go see the movie or the trailer looks good. I don't know. We'll have to see how much I can get my act together yeah. <laughs> before some of these films come out is probably what it actually comes Because that's part to. of the problem because yeah. these are books that have already been out and there's these mm-hmm. new
3: books coming out.
1: and Right. You know, can't so keep it's up. such a hard balance. Well, and once the movies come out, they'll be harder to get
0: from yeah. the library. So I should do it we sooner. Should. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually. Yeah. And some it's just, like, once the end is ruined, if it's, like, a thriller or whatever, you're like, well, eh, it doesn't really matter. Some of the ones we mentioned are are ones that you could definitely pick up afterwards. Like, Where'd Mm -hmm. You Go, Bernadette is Mm -hmm. one of those where it's more about, you know, going along the way with the story Mm -hmm. rather than, like, what's the ending? What happened?
4: I I find, especially with memoirs, that I like to read those afterwards sometimes because hearing it, you know, in the first person, depending on how they shoot the movie... You can get a lot more information, a lot more details, because sometimes they have to skip over the parts that's just like an internal monologue. You mm-hmm. can't really put that into a movie. So, those ones I'll usually go back and read after mm-hmm. the fact.
3: Makes sense. Anything else? Well, I don't All right. Think so. I think well, that's thanks, good. Uh, ladies, for coming on and talking page to screen mm-hmm. with me. Thanks for having us, Jill. Thanks, Thanks, Jill. All right, everybody, hope you found some good books to read before the um, movie comes out or movies to watch, whatever. Uh, All right, bye, everybody. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.